Hello, this is Peter Stewart, Get A Better Broadcast Podcast and Video Voice. And uh, you know what, it's the end of the season one of the show, and over the next couple of three episodes, I'm joined by a fellow broadcaster and voiceover artist, Anthony Davis, to review some of our topics from the past 12 months with his own insight and perspective. Now, a little bit about Anthony. He's a British broadcaster, writer and voiceover artist, born in London and now based in LA. He's living the dream. He's worked on radio and TV shows in news and presentation and his voice campaigns and commercials and documentaries and live events. So he's got some great insight to share with us. Anthony, welcome to Get A Better Broadcast podcast and Voice Over Voice. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you, Peter. What a pleasure. I've I've been listening to your podcast, but I've also been using your book, your Essential Radio Skills book, as my Bible for decades and so it's it's a it's an honour to actually meet the man behind it. Well, that's very kind. Yeah, everyone, uh, I've got several books out. You may want to Google author me, and you'll you'll find various books that I've kind of mentioned over the last twelve months, which kind of give the background to the radio and the presentation and the broadcast experience and sharing all this information with you over the course of twenty twenty one. Anthony, today let's talk about radio news presenting and podcasting, and let's start off with talking about mic technique because. It's a kind of problem that some people have when they go into a studio for the very first time. They're talking to hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of people, maybe not the very first time they go into a radio studio. But the thing is, you can't actually see them. That can be quite a kind of difficult psychological concept to get over, can't it? Definitely. And in fact, on some radio stations, when you start out in the business, you're talking to literally tens of people. So you really have to be conscious of the fact that the number of people out there is not an issue. And I think you should do the same job if you're on a small station with with a handful of listeners versus a, a national station with millions of listeners. And the moment you start to kind of get that quantity in your head, that's when you'll start to go off track. So it's the same job no matter what size station you're on. And mic technique is essential because, of course, it's the conduit between you as the announcer and those listeners, be them 10 or 2 million. And the first thing I do if I was to go into a radio station that, that I hadn't worked at before is I would want to know what the mic is. I would want to know what I'm dealing with, you know, because there's a difference between them. And you want to know which end to talk in. And you want to know whether the it's the kind of mic that's got any processing on it which is going to suck volume out of your mouth rather than you having to push volume into the mic so to have a little bit of technical knowledge is very helpful because i've i'm personally the kind of announcer that likes to get close and talk quietly Mm. and we often talk about uh the the microphone as being very sensitive if it's a um, you know a large diaphragm mic. So you can bring your volume down and talk in a very nice, relaxed way and have the mic do all the work. But if you're on, obviously, a music station and you've got a little bit more energy, you can back it up and take advantage of what they call the proximity effect, which you've spoken about so many times, and you can project a little more into that mic. So knowing what kind of mic it is, if it's a dynamic mic like I'm using now, then I would be more inclined to give it a little bit more energy rather than do the whisper because the mic's not going to do as much work for you 
as if it, it would do if it was one of these larger diaphragm mics. Somebody said to me the other day, they say, what mic do you use because you sound really good? I want to get the same mic. And I said, no, you don't necessarily want to get the, the same mic because this mic works well with my voice, the equipment, the processing, the, the ambience of the room that I've got here. It works really well for me, but it may not work for you and your your kind of voice, your resonance. And that's true, isn't it? Completely. And, you know, it's not even the mic. I mean, it's the voice and the relationship between the voice and the equipment. Now, I'm, I'm a bit of a mic anorak. You know, I, I have collected microphones since I was a little boy. So for me, I get very excited by them. And I could talk with you for hours just about microphones. If you're working at home, and you don't have a mixer and, uh, you know, EQ and processing and all of that other equipment that radio stations might have, then choosing a mic is more necessary for its um, frequency characteristics because it's going to be already EQ'd for a voice that suits it. And so I'm currently using an Electrovoice RE20. It's a classic announcer's mic that was designed in the 1950s, and they haven't changed it. It works for me. And... I've heard other people use this, and it just does nothing for them. So, yeah, I would experiment. And we, we, we're talking about technical, but also it's psychological as well, isn't it? Because I always liken it a little bit to the beginning of the of the Fonz of Happy Days, yeah? The introductory scenes where Fonzie is standing there. He's got his leather jacket on. He goes up to the mirror. You probably remember this from back in the day. He goes to slick his hair with his comb, and he goes, Hey... I don't need to. I'm cool enough already. What yeah. I'm saying is, when you hear yourself on a fantastic mic with the resonance, with your voice, something that works really well with you, with the EQ, the equalisation, you feel much more confident. And if you're much more confident, it means you're less likely to trip up over your words. It's your confidence that exudes. It goes down the microphone. And this is why it's very important when you're on air to monitor off air rather than through the input. And let me explain the difference, because if you're doing a radio show, there is an option with the headphones, or a little button next to your where your headphones are plugged in, to choose how you would like to hear the show as you're doing it. Now, the downside to listening off-air is there will be a little delay. And as a host on the radio, you get used to the little delay. It's less pronounced in talk radio, because they use less processing. But in, in music radio, they use quite a lot. And certain radio stations will compete on the, on the wave band for volume. And they do that with processing. Um, a big machine called an Optimod is kind of at the end of the chain. So if you choose the input stage to listen to the mic as it's coming out of the mic and straight into the mixer, you are going to hear a flatter version of a very clean feed. And the downside to that is that whilst it's very useful for testing the microphone, it's not great for performance. And so much of your writing and your podcasts are about exactly this, getting the right energy, being in the moment, being able to put yourself in the right mindset to communicate and listening and monitoring off air, hearing the processing, hearing the music in the background, hearing the way the mic is, has been EQ'd, gives you a new level of energy that enables you to mix yourself into that audio landscape and it's very it is very exciting and you do have the Fonz moment and Anthony mentioned radio there and of course that's a similar kind of attitude that you can bring to your presentational style your voice whether it be broadcasting on radio or tv or podcasts or whether it's voiceover for scripts 
And tomorrow, we're going to be speaking more with Anthony about voiceover work as well. As Get A Better Broadcast podcast and voiceover voice continues. From London, I'm Peter Stewart. Bye. 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 Bye.